We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Presented by Under Armour and Sleeper Fantasy, welcome to Light Years. Andy Lou, a much-needed professional win for the Warriors tonight. They are officially over 500, 26-25, 129-107 win over the Utah Jazz. And is that six in a row now? Five. Five? Five in a row? Yeah. They are I don't even know how to quantify it. Just they feel they feel back. They feel like the Warriors. Yeah. I mean you took it. You said it. Uh they they feel like the Warriors. Everything that they're doing is something that we've talked about for I don't know what, how long have we been doing this? Ten years. Um, everything, right? The defense looks great. Guys are staying in front of guys. Wiggins is is back defensively. Draymond's awesome. We talked about that. Then on the other side, tonight's lead is is probably Clay Thompson uh, with with twenty six. Like that's just classic Clay. Like he's making his mid range shots. He's getting getting those threes to fall. Hits a dagger at the end. Like it's it's just like the script. The script is the exact same Warrior script that we've seen when the Warriors are good. Um, so there's really I, I should say there's no surprise about. They're, how they're winning when they're well it's just surprising to see this because they haven't played like this in in so long that that's all because well, early in the season i was well watching over this a one. year <laughs> yeah i was watching this first quarter it's like the the um like how they were doing in the early in the season is that they would be up by 20 in these games they played no defense right yeah. they play no defense and what you're seeing now is even if they go up by eight i don't really care um, because they're playing great defense. Like it's not about them. It's not about them allowing 35 points early. That's fine. Um, right now, if the, if the defense is great early in the season, it's like they go up by 20, but they're not stopping anyone. So that's really the, I mean, to me, that's really the big key in these games. Yeah. I mean, you are correct. Like defense is the real identifier of this team in general, another strong defensive game tonight. With Draymond in foul trouble, by the way, three fouls in the first five minutes, Super Bowl hangover. Classic, uh, but also classic Draymond. Once he got past that, he just locked in. It didn't really matter the rest of the way. Got to give Wiggins some credit, too. I think Wiggins' defense has picked up since Draymond came back in general. Uh, and then, and then just up and down the roster. Like uh, the one that's always surprising me is Lester Quinones. You know, I knew he could shoot it a little bit, I knew he could like. It kind of get hot, but I did not know he had that ability defensively. Like he's really getting into guys. He's really using his quickness, and athleticism to to guard the ball. Is he an amazing defender? No, but like I feel comfortable when he's in the rotation now, which is probably not something I would have said two months ago. Yeah, the Lester stuff is interesting. I, I guess we can. That one's interesting. I didn't know he could come up. I didn't know he could play that well. Um, just overall, but. It hurts my heart that uh that uh that Moody that he's essentially taking Moody's run and you know I kind of get it like he can dribble but he can dribble better he he's more of a point guard than Moody you kind of want two ball handlers and Moody's slower than him right so mm-hmm. I mean it's good for him it's good for him um uh it scares me a little bit because it's like does Chris Paul just take all his run I assume does Lester just go back on the bench so uh but he's playing well like the energy is crazy with these young guys man they put Lester out there with pods 
Then you got Kaminga, Clay, and who's the other guy? TJD, who played well tonight. You put those guys together. That's a lot of energy. It's a lot. For these games like this, like mid-February, you know, it's, it's not like it's a national TV game. So these guys are, are kind of going through the motions. But when you got these kids that are playing for the NBA careers, man, it's pretty pretty cool to see them kind of run by Lowry Markinen, who, like, I don't know. Did he look great tonight? No. <laughs> he kind of was just whatever out there. Yeah. And so it's kind of kind of nice to see. It is. And, you know, we're in some ways we're bearing the lead. No Steve Kerr there tonight. He went to Serbia uh, for, for Decky's funeral. Uh, also, no Zaza, no Ron Adams, still Chris DeMarco. I'm sure I'm forgetting someone else, but a, a, a sizable contingent of like Warriors Everyone. staff went there. Wow. Yeah. Not Kenny, not Bruce Frazier. I mean, they, they, they got a lot of coaches. <laughs> that, do they have a lot more than other teams? Is that is that? Yeah, they do. Oh. Uh, I don't know if they have the most of any team, but like if you were to say, are they towards the top in terms of number of coaches? The answer is they're definitely on the higher end of the so, spectrum. So, so Lakeup's paying, you know, however much he's paying for the for the team to be 500 and they're paying the most coaches in the league for a and, and they probably pay more. They probably pay more for assistance than other teams because there's Man. just the cost of living component, you know, Man. like lower level assistants and development guys don't get paid crazy money. They get paid normal people money, uh, normal people money in, uh, in Oklahoma city or in Houston, you live a lot better than, uh, what that money might get you in San Francisco. So, you know, I imagine it's like three X, we think three X two two at least two X, right? You, you'd at least have to make two X for normal people pay. Like, let's say you make a hundred thousand in OKC. You you probably got to be paid two fifty in the day. I think that that's kind of that's that's a little extreme, but like that is kind of the that is probably the calculus. Like right. y- you can't just pay someone like one ten <laughs> in the city and like I, I expect I it to be as competitive. Yeah, right, you know, right, right. like there, there are just costs. Anyway, it's right. a different conversation. Did you think there was anything different about Kenny coaching the team tonight? Is that obviously, is that we're doing right off the bat? Obviously, I mean, look, man, uh, and they're in Utah where it happened which has got to be weird staying in the same hotel. They did not go to dinner at the same spot, which uh, I don't think surprises anyone. Uh, But my main takeaway was I didn't think it looked all that different from like the the rotations were just as scripted as they always are. (laughs) Um, But did you think it looked different than what Steve coached the team? I don't think so. Right. We, we, we kind of, I mean, I, I thought it'd be funny if it did. I, I threw mm-hmm. a kind of a jokey tweet out like, hey, TJD and Moody playing the second, which they did. I mean, mm-hmm. they threw TJD and Moody there, but, you know, they also weren't really in the rotation. So maybe you can say Kenny did a little adjustment, but we don't know if it was scripted or not in the second half. But they did play a p- pretty good amount there in the fourth quarter, in the middle of the fourth quarter. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I thought maybe that's like an in-game adjustment from Kenny Atkinson. But also it's like Draymond got in foul trouble, right? So part of that was maybe kind of just his feel for the game. Um but it's about the same, man. It's one game, right? Steve's going to be back next game. How much could he really change? Um, I find it funny, though, because um, I get—I bet you Kenny Atkinson was juiced. Because I'm telling you, Sam, I'm telling you, if Steve's not going to be the coach next year, it's going to be him. It's going to be him. So I was curious. I to think see if Steve's going to be the coach next year. I've, I've pivoted my take a <laughs> okay. little bit, but maybe I'm being reactionary in the moment. Is Clay but... back? Is Clay back next year, too, then? After so, tonight? But uh, what I was going to say is, <laughs> I mean, Kenny is a head coach. Right. He's overqualified for this role. Right. He's kind of doing the Mike Brown thing, you know, smart of Kenny not to go to Charlotte. Don't look like he's missing out on, you know, career-changing moves there, right? <laughs> Charlotte. Uh, but I will say um, the one thing that stood out to me was they did shoot the ball more confidently. They felt a little more comfortable shooting the ball. I just don't know if that's a Kenny thing or a Utah Jazz thing, you know? Like – it's easy to be like, oh, Steve wasn't in Pod's heads, Pod's head. He's willing to let it go. We're going to shoot it a little bit. Or the Utah Jazz just suck defensively. You know, like, could just be that too. I don't think you're reaching. I think that's I think that's a fair thing. I mean, we would need a much larger sample size. Maybe, yeah, Kenny, yeah, yeah. maybe Kenny. Yeah. Go. But I, I do think, like, for role player stuff, that makes sense. I think Steve is so good at getting role play. I mean, dude, Steve's the guy that has Lester and all those guys super confident. But, you know, one thing that's always been these these role guys coming to Golden State and they've struggled with is shooting because they're so busy trying to – I mean, what were you saying, right? They're so busy trying to figure out the offense, figure out the passing. But perfect some of these guys pass. look 
gotta make the perfect fucking pass at all times it's hard it is hard hard. i mean like moses moody i thought was the funniest guy tonight just real quick because he's obviously not getting much run he went over eight eight in nine minutes dog he didn't shoot us. He didn't pass a single time tonight. So I, I just thought that I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was pretty funny. Nothing, no, I, I, anything, I, he he's pressing, man. He's yeah, pre- you can yeah, you yeah. can. Yeah. They don't play me. Yeah. I don't get opportunities. I got to get them up to show that I can play a little bit. Like, I don't, it's. I know. I know. I feel bad. I really think he can help this team, and he can help a lot of teams. And. Why do you think it is he doesn't like you, you said it? Lester's a better ball handler than him, and a little quicker. That makes sense. I think the other aspect of it is he kind of does what Wiggins, Kuminga, yeah. and Clay do. Like yeah. he's not a he's not a passer by trait. He's he's kind of like a score wing who can guard a couple positions. But of the four guys I listed, he's the worst at it. You know, like just being being fair about it. Like Wiggins, Kuminga, Clay, they're all a little more versatile than him a little higher upside than him. Uh, and and Steve and this coaching staff, for whatever reason, is just hesitant to play too many of those guys at the same time because they want guys who move the ball more. Yeah, GP2's back now too, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of part of it if you want to downsize a little Another, bit. Yeah. Right? It's it's kind of – somebody brought this up. I, I, I saw this. Brooklyn, you know, when they traded for – a bunch of those wing guys, you know, they had Royce O'Neal is gone now, but Royce O'Neal, Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges, they just have like four or five of the same dudes. And it's just, that doesn't work in lineups. Cause you just can't have guys that can't dribble all play together. Right. Um, which is, Everyone I think wants those type of wings, but there is a point where having yep. too many of them on the floor, it's like, okay, but like who's handling. All right. Who's creating an advantage in any capacity. You know, I think right now, Moody not playing makes a lot more sense to me than it did last season and early in the season, right? Like that, that's right now. It makes a lot of sense. And it, it freaking sucks. It's just, you said it, you named all the guys that are playing in front of him. And now clay looks like, I mean, look, is he back? Is he not? Fuck man. He looked awesome. So that's another guy that's, that's, he played 30 minutes tonight and clay's the guy that's been playing in the mid twenties. Cause he's been struggling. So you're not getting minutes there. Um, yeah, man, it's a numbers crunch. I don't know. There's just nothing he could do. I know they tra- we know they tried to trade him right at the trade deadline, but they weren't just gonna trade him for nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's just you know just chilling on the bench, just enjoying <laughs> his career dwindle away. Uh, um, I, I you know he's laugh. unhappy. Yeah, and, and he should be. It's rough, you know. A lot of pressure on my man right now. Yep. Yep. So yep. I was gonna pull up. You know, what's interesting is I saw this. So this is from our guy, B-Ball, Nick at uh, B-Ball Breakdown. Warriors altered their starting lineup eight games ago. Bench Looney, Draymond at center. They've won six of eight, now seven of nine, with an elite defensive rating. But their number of passes per game went down from 305 a game, which was second most in the NBA. Who passes more than them, honestly? That's what I want to know. Uh, to 270, 21st in the league. I thought this was this was interesting because I feel like when they just started letting Kuminga and Wiggins to a lesser degree play instead of trying to make them Andre Godala, that's when this team started moving a little better on offense. Uh, part of it's putting Draymond in there because Draymond can just do all that stuff. You don't need those guys to. Draymond can be the guy who's moving the ball, telling everyone what to do all the time. Uh, but a lot of their success has just been transition or just get Kuminka going downhill. You don't need 14 passes. Let the athlete go, you know, let yeah. him cook. Yeah. That sort of thing. And I feel like it was a necessary change for this team too. And we saw it again tonight. Like Utah wasn't guarding them. They were kind of getting what they wanted. Sometimes it's just as simple as like, man, just play to your strengths. Uh, you don't you don't need to make things more complicated than these. No, no, they've got some great downhill guy. I mean, they have a great downhill guy right now in Kaminga, who they since has incorporated into the offense way more. Right, so mm-hmm. you've got you got less you got less of a uh, you know less of a Looney passes to Clay, who passes it back to Looney, who passes it to Draymond, who passes it to Steph, double covered, who passes it to Wiggins, who just misses an eighteen footer. Like he just it, there's less of that now, and, and and it's just like you said, it's just it's way more. It's just sim- it's simpler basketball. It really it's really not that di- they're not really they're not 
they didn't fix anything. Like they didn't do, they didn't fix, they didn't create more peace with what they did. This is not that difficult. They just ran a more simple offense. Now they're not, they're not running the Luca offense. They're not running the Dallas offense. Um, no, get, to, not, get to the basics though. Yeah. yeah right. It just get, let him go downhill, run a couple pick and rolls. When he doubles, go make the play four on three Wiggins dunk. Like it's that easy. Put TJD in there tonight, pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll, pick and roll. every single freaking time. And TJD is a way better finisher than I thought for a guy that's not seven foot tall. He, he really finishes around the rim uh, really well uh, for a smaller guy. So it's, just, you know, sometimes it's not that hard. They don't spam threes. I don't think they've spammed threes as much as they did last season. Really did not enjoy them last season, the way they shot the amount of threes that they did. Right now, they've got like the... Because it, the it, was, it was a lot of bailout shots. Last yeah, it was so a lot of just like shooting. It was like open gym type of stuff instead of like trying to get a good shot. Yeah, just like we'll take the eighteen footer. Or I think a lot of that's just. I think I do think a lot of that is the rim pressure of Wiggins. I mean, uh, not Wiggins, Kaminga, Kaminga, and then and then it opens up everything else, uh, everything for everyone else. And uh, um, I don't know, man. They look, they look, they look like a team that's figured some stuff out. And it is worth noting when you pass less, when you simplify things, you have less turnovers. Less turnovers, yeah, and and that's nice too. They're not trying to reinvent the wheel every time they play basketball. Sometimes it's as simple as Steph's going to get a screen. Steph or Clay will set a screen. Kuminga go downhill. It's over for you, you know? Uh, fun. Fun for these guys. This week's Light Years podcast is brought to you by Factor. Factor's back. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared Chef-crafted and dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. You will have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55, 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a few good week of meals ready to go. You can have the the snacks, the smoothies, and more. The smoothies are actually my favorite because I don't eat breakfast, so I just eat that uh, or I just drink that. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day like breakfast, midday bites, uh, and more. Factor is the perfect solutions if you're looking for fast, upscale options, done easy. So head to factormeals.com slash lightyears50, uh, 5-0, and use code lightyears50 to get co- uh, 50% off. That's code lightyears50 at factormeals.com slash lightyears50 to get 50% off. And Light Years Podcast, we are brought to you by Sleeper Fantasy. Are you using the Sleeper app for daily fantasy basketball? Sam and I are. Only daily fantasy basketball. We don't talk about football anymore. So tonight, if you took the Clay Thompson and Steph Curry to hit their overs on threes, you want to win yourself some money. So if you think you know basketball, then try to turn your basketball knowledge into real money with the Sleeper app, the ultimate fantasy sports app that can turn game day into payday. Just download the Sleeper app, pick more or less on your favorite players with more stats than any other daily fantasy app. Choose two more of your favorite players from pregame or live. Pick more or less from the predicted stats and you can win up to 100 times your money if your picks win. Use promo code LIGHTYEARS. Get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 25 states. Check out Sleeper. Today. You know, they were down the road and had very serious conversations about Alex Caruso, about Kelly Olynyk. Teams were calling about Andrew Wiggins. He'd been playing a lot better. And I think when it got down to it, what I'm told, I know everybody asked for Jonathan Kaminga, and they essentially said, we are never trading Kaminga. He is untouchable. So don't even <laughs> He's ask. He's been on fire. He's been on fire. He is the Unintended. second scorer they needed. But Andrew Wiggins' recent play gave them encouragement that he can rebound into the form that he was a couple of years ago when they won the title and they decided to stand pat. So that was from NBA Today, Ramona Shelburne. Ramona, obviously very plugged in. Um, And I think, so one, Kuminga untouchable, duh. They're not trading him unless it's for like Giannis or something like that, which like was not what they were, you know, not what they were talking about. Uh, Two, for whatever reason, they were not super interested in moving Chris Paul. Uh, seems more like about saving money going into next season. So it really does. The farther we get away from the trade deadline, the trade deadline was all about Andrew Wiggins. It was them trying to decide, are we done with this guy? And let's just <laughs> cut bait because we never think he's getting back. Or are we going to gamble 
that we can recreate 2022 Andrew Wiggins. And clearly they decided, eh, what is the (laughs) point in just dumping him midseason? We might as well see what we got. Uh, and, And you know what? To his credit, he's playing probably the best basketball he's played since 2022, the last few weeks. Not perfect. It's not as good as it was back then. But he is contributing winning basketball to this team. Uh, and, and things are trending upward for him right now. And, and I think that was – it does feel like that was like the big trade deadline decision. They're like, do we want to give Wiggins another shot? Because like when he's good, he's better than what they could have got the trade deadline. Yeah. Based on the names we heard. The names we heard are not better than 2022 playoffs Andrew Wiggins. Um the thing is, 2022 playoff Andrew Wiggins was just a one-time thing, right? Like, his career has been a lot of inconsistency. They made a hell of a bet. Although, sometimes I think, Sam, maybe not that risky because they were just going to trade him for expiring contracts anyway. Yeah, it was it was, it was a so, dumb. Situation. Right? So, it's not – I mean, we sat here and we, we talked about it. I think you and I got to the point where both of us were just like – yeah, he's not playing well, but you're not going to do any better than that. Now, the CP3 one's a different story, but we're talking about Wiggins right now. Who not he the number one guy on this team that if he's mentally there, he's so much better than when he's not mentally there? Isn't he the number one guy that that, that solves? The, the, the cloud of the trade deadline being, being not there anymore probably helps Wiggins the most, I think. Um, just looks like a new person. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I think the 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 point you're trying to make is my point, which is there's there's such a a, a wide range of variance with Wiggins. Like he can be a all star caliber contributor, or he could be the worst player in the league. I mean, and and like I, I I'm not, I, it's not hyper, it's it's not hyperbole, you know. Uh, he played some disgusting basketball to open the season. And at the same time, he's playing some phenomenal basketball right now. And those swings are just so big. I'd I'd imagine that this is probably more of what they're going to see moving forward. And if not, they're going to have the same conversations in the offseason about trading him. Like, that, that's kind of the uh, – I think that's kind of where we're at, right? They'll, they'll maybe package him and the, the, the Chris Paul contract and see what they can get out there. That's, that's a lot of money. But um, – but – it's nice. It makes me happy that Wiggins is 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 back um, along with Clay because you know we talked this season about a uh, hundred million dollars of this team was not there this season. Wiggins, Clay, Draymond, hundred million dollars just not there. So now they've got thirty of that back with with Wiggins. Draymond's been friggin' amazing ever since he's been back from suspension. You got those two guys back, right? So it's like, and that's the other part with Draymond. If we're being honest, Draymond is and Wiggins with Draymond is worth like double his salary, right? And you can say, well, why doesn't Wiggins just always play like that? Well, if he always played like that, he'd be Paul George, you know, like he got a lot more money, right? But we do know when Draymond's locked in uh, and kind of. Uh, you know, simplifying his role, telling him where to be on defense. Well, yeah. and everything. Wiggins becomes such a game changer because he isn't out, out like physically he's got outlier tools. Like not a lot of guys can defend the way he does. They don't have the measurements he does. They're not as quick as he is. They can't do some of the things he does. And offensively, when he plays off of Steph and Draymond, he's effective. When he has to create his own stuff, yeah, less so. But like it's just it's one of those guys where it's like you get him around Steph and Draymond locked in, he's yep. way better than yep. anything you're ever gonna get for a trade. And then on the flip side, if you take him out of that context, I mean, yeah, he's probably worth Tim Hardaway Jr. at most, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so like, yeah. But that you know, the, I, actually, you said life. it perfectly. You said you said it perfectly. I mean, he's just. It's great when he's ne- when he's next to Jim, but like that's that's a lot of players, right? It's just that Wiggins is greater than a lot of players, also because he is he's freaking because he does fit. stuff that's not easy to find. Such a yeah, my god. Because as as annoying as it is, and like as much as it drives me insane, there are not a lot of six eight dudes with seven plus foot wingspans who can move their feet on the perimeter who have defensive instinct. Like there's like if no. it was that easy, if it was that easy to find them. They'd find them in the G League, but you know what you find in the G League? 
you find six four guys. You find six three. You find guys. Lester Quinones. I mean, like exactly, that's, that's exactly. Normally, what you get. You find right. Damian Lee. You find Juan Toscano Anderson. Right. Love them all, but like, there's just physical. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's just there's limitations to them, right? Yeah. Let's so, uh, let's talk Clay real quick. Yep. And then we'll get to the Draymond thing real quick. Um, <laughs> you hear me laughing? I just I just saw it pop up in the comments. I'm dying. But uh, let's get to Clay because that's I, I love it. I love it. So friend of the show, Logan Murdoch, had an article on The Ringer today. I suggest you check it out. I thought you got some really interesting quotes from Clay and Steve Kerr specifically. Um, but with Clay, this was probably the juiciest part. Uh, Thompson says he's open to a reduced role if it means staying with the franchise, only franchise suit up for. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I'll be 35 next year. Damn. <laughs> At 35, coming off an ACL and an Achilles tear and still having the ability to be a really good player, maybe not the guy who scored 60 and three quarters and scored an NBA record 37 points in a quarter, but still a great threat out there. I've modeled my game after Reggie uh, Miller and Ray Allen, and those guys were incredibly effective into their late 30s. So I plan on kind of following that mold. I have a lot of thoughts about Clay, but I I want to start with this one. I haven't enjoyed the discourse around Clay Thompson this year. I really I, I I think it's been unfair on every level, but I think the thing that bothers me the most about it is it's robbed him of his humanity. He was a star. He was one of the greatest players of the last decade. He's how many players ha- have have pulled off what he's done in the playoffs? I mean, you might be able to name five players. That's it, right? Steph, LeBron, Kawhi, KD, uh, Jokic, Giannis. He's on a short list of big game players. And yeah, I do mean that. Like the game six stuff is real. Uh, so it shouldn't surprise people that it takes him a little time to understand he's no longer that guy. Um, and, and he should have everyone's kind of unwavering belief that he's going to get there because every time you've watched clay, has he, has he ever struck you as a selfish individual? Well, I mean, the play can get selfish, but I hear your point. He's, I think dealing with your, your mortality is very difficult for people. And I just, you know, it's nice to hear him reflect on it, but I feel like more than anything, this year has been rough to watch because I can see how much it hurts him to have to deal with it. I don't feel like he's searching. I don't, I, I've never got the vibe. Like he's like, uh, he does. He's not the type of guy who wants to sink everyone for his own success. You know, I, I think this quote is a lot. It's it's it kind of came out of nowhere too. Um, to me, I know he was pretty sad in the Slater interview a couple games ago about about getting benched in crunch time. Um, first of all, I don't think he's at the point of Reggie and Ray where he's just playing. Uh, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes off the off the bench. I still think he's better. We saw that tonight where he, he looked mm-hmm. awesome and he should have started. He should have closed. But I I do think this team, it's been a weird couple years where I do think he should have sacrificed earlier, but they couldn't have said that to him because he lost two years. Like, I, I just think that's what made this whole thing so difficult is that honestly, man, like he should have, he this should have been done before this. 30 games ago. But I just think sometimes when you're on a team that you've meant so much to, you don't have anybody that's going to tell you to do that. And like you're saying, like that, I think that's fine. Like that's, that's the point of this stuff. Like Steve's never going to tell him anything. He kind of has to figure it out himself. Right. Cause how can you tell someone like that to just suddenly go sit on the bench? He has to kind of admit it. And I guess kudos to him. Like he has, um, the question is now though, Sam, like I still think he's like, is he, well, let me is ask he, you this. How many minutes gonna, do, yeah. How many minutes a game did did Ray Allen play for the Heat? I don't know. That's a great question. I don't know. Take a guess. 
21. It's a fair guess. Uh, <laughs> what was it though? What was 26. it? Oh, 20, that's more. That's more. Yeah. He was playing 25 to 26 minutes a night off the bench. I mean, he was always in the closing lineup with those dudes because shocker, you want the best shooter on your team. That actually might line. be Clay's best. So I actually take it back. That actually might be Clay's. Like, because I said this earlier. Something, couple, about, couple something around ago. that. Yeah. Could be, could be 27, could be 23, something like that, right? I think that's I think that's about right. Tonight he played 30. Um, but I think there are games where he he will he will go above that um because he is better than just being a 20, 26 minute guy. I don't, I don't know. I, I I think the clay discourse is is weird because I think both sides are actually right. That's why. It's just I think people that's are fair. so I think people are so like he still does all these things very well. He should still be playing this much on one side where it's like, I don't think so. And then the other side is like, well, he's fucking washed. Trade him. It's like, well, I don't, that's not true. You're not a better team if you get rid of Clay. Definitely not. Right. So then it becomes just, just, just two sides going at it. And it's like, man, we just, it's kind of, you still need this guy to win. Steph knows. You see how happy Steph was tonight? You still need him to win. I think you just can't have him try to be game six. And I, I, maybe this is the one where he's, you know, this season he kind of, Finally admits it. And it's hard because with Steph and Draymond of the big three guys, Steph and Draymond are still still well, right they there. Didn't, they, didn't, they didn't have both their legs fall apart. So, so that's yeah, again, yeah, are, it, again it goes back to it. That's why the Warriors can't really say anything because it's like, well, the guy lost two seasons. Right? Like there's this kind of, I don't know, man, there's this like pity factor, which I think is like also kind of fair because – I don't know, man. Who 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 in the NBA has ever even come off two injuries like this and even come back to play? I don't even know. Like one yeah. injury, fine. KD had that one Achilles injury, but shit, ACL and Achilles, back to back, to back to back. Yeah, and Reggie Miller was playing thirty minutes per game even at the end of his career at age thirty nine. Oh man! Uh, but I will say, wow. Reggie Miller went from scoring twenty ish a game back in like the nineties era when like every game was like eighty eight. 84. What, what is what is adjust the numbers? How much is that today? 20, 20, 20, 20. I mean, 32, 20, 27, <laughs> 30, you know, probably something like that. Um, right. to at the end of his career, it was 12, 12 to 14, 15 points, you know. So he did scale back his role. He was obviously in the lineup all the time, but it was kind of like, all right, Ron Artest, Jermaine O'Neal, uh, it's your show. I'm just, I'm, I'll be, I'll be chilling in the corner. I'll hit it if you pass to me, you know, like doing that sort of thing, right? Uh, yeah, Stack Shack was on that team too. Good, good, good memory, McWalters. Yeah, it does feel like. Uh, I think if you take a big picture view at Clay, if you're gonna tell me like, yeah, it was like a year of him kind of figuring out the transition, it's not that big a deal. It's because we watch it every game that it's so annoying, you know. Yeah. And that's where that's where it's a bigger thing. Yeah, um, and everyone everyone's mad. Everyone's mad about it. Everyone's fr- I think not mad. Everyone's frustrated. Everyone's mm-hmm. just frustrated because you hate to see a guy, you hate to see a guy kind of, you know, go down the the backside of his career. There's a word, but like it's just it's frustrating to see that in real time. And Clay's the guy that's living it out all in front of us. It's the hardest part. Um, yeah. So most guys are, I mean, Andre he kind of just he got hurt and he was just kind of done. Um, he just couldn't play anymore. Um, and then everyone else is kind of you know they're not they weren't stars like Clay. They didn't mean as much as Clay. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who am I trying to compare it to? Like, you could go with the Giants. Like, you just watch some of these guys; they just fall apart, and you're just so you're just like, man, it just it's hard to see, man. Um, he does remind me so much of Madison Bumgarner. You don't get the playoff, like the ability to be the best player on the floor against anyone without the like downside stubbornness. You know, like it, it is kind of like the yin and the yang. Of the same, right? Yeah, makes him who he is. It's like it's like kind of how Draymond's so crazy. It's like, yeah, it's the same idea. Yeah, you not a, not everyone could be perfect like Steph Curry. Um, is, most is most people true. are not. You know, that is true. So win against Utah. They're going to go back to Utah on Thursday, uh, and I'm tempted to say that is, but I think the real Under Armour matchup of the week Wednesday night. Against the Clippers, because the Warriors have been rolling. But the Clippers might be the hottest team in basketball over the last two months. Sadly, we have to pretend they're a contender. I don't I don't buy them. But, you know, it is a chance to test yourself. 
That is a very, very good team. That is a team who will be there in the playoffs. I think you and I would both agree on paper. It's them in Denver as the favorites in the West right now. So this is a measuring stick game for the Warriors. All right. Look at you. Look at you doing the look at you doing the Under Armour segment and selling the Clippers. Yeah, man. They're they're the best team in the West in the past couple of months. This is a hell of a bad. I mean, uh, great. It's on national TV um, because every Warriors game is on national TV. Um, They also uh, have some payback for them. Remember Paul George hitting the game winning three? Last time they played in LA, they played a couple close games when the when the Clippers were kind of get their bearing with James Harden. So it's gonna be a hell of a game. Um, uh, uh, the matchups are great because the the Clippers play small. It works for the Warriors. They play small. Um, it's gonna be amazing. We get to watch Harden flop around. Uh, Kawhi's Kawhi's been uh, Kawhi's been amazing this year. He just got some MVP buzz. So I'd like to see. Uh, I think this is probably the always the most fun, but for me, the matchup is always who the hell is going to guard Steph, right? Because they've got a lot of got a lot of names, but Kawhi, PG, Harden, Russ, uh, they don't got too many guys that can guard someone like Steph. The last time they played, I think Steph wore down at the end. Kawhi did a decent job, but um, that's my matchup, man. Steph and Crunch time against the team because you know it's going to be a two-point game with a couple minutes left. You know that. So I'm ready for this. I'm with you, too. Also, I'm curious to see how the Warriors defensively match up with them because the last couple times they played them, they were not a good defensive team. Draymond was in and out of the lineup. Kuminga wasn't a regular. I don't know if the Warriors are perfect defensively or anything, but they do kind of have the personnel to match up yep. with the yep. with the the Clippers. You know, Draymond free safety. You put Wiggins on on Kawhi. You put Kuminga on Paul George. Uh, maybe you put Clay on Harden, or you mix it up. Maybe you go Kuminga on Harden, and you put Clay on uh, Kawhi because Clay low key is like good. I was gonna those. say I put Wiggins on Harden and then Clay on Kawhi. That one makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that it's it's a wings versus wings matchup. They got options. Woo! You know what I mean? You also have GP two off the bench. Pods has been scrappy on Harden at times. Uh, I, I'm curious to see how they match up with it because I don't. I don't hate it for the Warriors. I don't hate the matchup. They, they you know, they, they got options. Wings they, on wings. They could. The Warriors could go with Looney and then put Draymond at the four on Kawhi if they wanted to. You know, oh, like they, boy, get, they got some options is what I'm saying. So um, it'll be fun. That's our Under Armour game of the week. Game of the month, man. That's a great matchup. Whew. Let's play this Draymond clip real quick. Steve Kerr back for that game, by the way. Should be, but I don't have their travel schedule. Everything kind of smoothing out these past couple weeks, you guys. Um, honestly, I think me getting suspended helped uh, in a weird way because number one, since I got JK is taking off, you know, and that has kind of set the stage for this team. Bonafide number two option on our team, and so he's feeling himself. Now you got different things. You're able to figure out different things that we can go to. Our offense don't look the exact same. He's like feeling it. Uh, we got different things that we're going to do. Just a professional you podcast. Able to find yeah, man, look at work. him. Uh, go. And then, you know, it's just been kind of plug and play since then, you know, figuring the pieces out. So, this guy's hilarious. Um, not that I wanted to get suspended. Uh, of course, yeah. that was Throw that back in there. Like that, but I do think uh, it, it kind of helped us. I did this for you, JK. <laughs> He's a martyr. And now you add me back into the fray. You add GP back from his injury. CP will be coming back. And now you got those pieces um, coming back that, you know, you know you can rely on. But, you know, it's, it's not just us. It's everybody who's stepping. Lester, Guy, you know, it's everybody who's going Oh, Guy Santos, shout out. Basketball, so I think that's good for us. What a oh. funny, what a funny dude. He's locked in. The comments are saying arrogant Draymond means he's locked in. I agree. He's locked in. He's not totally wrong, being honest with ourselves. Oh, like God. they did kind of it did allow. Does Steve Kerr give JK the space to break out like this if Draymond's healthy? Mm. Probably not. Like, yeah, they were like they were 500 without Draymond. Might be one game under 500 in that spell, which like all things considered is better than I would have thought. Uh, but I don't know if JK gets to play 25 to 30 minutes. Every night, if uh, if Draymond's there, and then he just played too well that Steve doesn't have a choice. It, it it turns into, it just turns into, 
Steve can't fight it and saying he doesn't want to fit it in. He has to make adjustments that way. You know, butterfly effect is what I'll, what I'll go with. You know, of course, <laughs> that's a better way to put it. Things are going well. No, I'm just, you know, things are going well. So he's going to justify all of these things because of whatever. It's fine. I, I, I think it's funny. I, I think the one that he probably didn't say that matters the most is Jermon, you came back and you're playing like a freaking normal person again. Like you're not, you're not kicking people. You're not punching people. You're not constantly bitching like actually the comments just said it so sorry for matt I, he just typed what i was trying to say but I, I just remember that sacramento game where he just he fouls De'Aaron fox and he's bitching to the refs and then he takes he takes De'Aaron fox out to the half court line gets another foul and then sits down when he's in foul trouble and this is like in the third quarter the warriors are up by like 15 and they slowly lose the lead it's just like <laughs> complete emotional meltdown early this season what uh, what are you doing since he's been back he's he, like that's really the biggest thing, Draymond. Draymond, they need you to be Draymond, not to be a uh whatever you were. Like he was just a emotional wreck to start the season. So so unhinged. Uh McWalter is saying, Yeah, he's unhinged, man. I don't know what Yeah, going it's on a, with it's him. like, yeah, dude, it was a bad call. That doesn't mean you can powerbomb a dude. You know, yeah. like, it's kind of like bad calls. There's gonna be 10 games a year where you're like, I have no fucking clue what the refs are doing. And honestly, in this NBA, it might be 25 games a year. Yeah, yeah. But, but uh, but the point the point stands the point stands. Yeah. So you Draymond, you got better. So I'm you know he wouldn't you. say he wouldn't say you. you. That's my new favorite emoji. I've noticed. All right, I get that. <laughs> you, you fucking texted to me like five times a week. This point is, Dude, I you, am a good, you, you know do the editing tonight. You. <laughs> I don't think I. So my, my buddy was like, uh, we had a Super Bowl party. He's like, oh, so your podcast is cool. You know how you do the editing? I'm like, guy, I've never ever in my life done any editing he starts laughing i was like i leave that up to to samuel and tim um the good good guys the smart guys so all right to the goons are we going to the goons let's go goons big guy paratosh up here first hit and lead off hey guys i'm sure what's up man okay lots of things Uh, first of all uh that draymond could I think he's the absolutely the most elite gaslighter there is in the entire NBA. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know that anybody else was like that. I remember when he came back, like after hitting Jordan Poole, he had that whole video, and there was an absolutely elite line there, something like "hurt people, hurt people" or something like that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so I'm kind of gonna need his gaslighting skills to convince my manager that I'm actually working on whenever I'm not. But anyway, <laughs> I was going to say um, regarding Clay, I think he just needed time, like you said, to figure out. And Sam, I appreciate you saying that it's um, we forget the humanity of it, where he's been such an elite competitor that it's going to be hard for anyone to accept that they are not what they used to be. And especially if that dude is Clay Thompson, who averaged 26 in an NBA Finals and looked like the best player on the court with Curry and uh, Kawhi on the court as well. So I think he just needed time. And I'll give credit to Steve Kerr that he let him get there by himself because I don't think it would have worked if Steve Kerr tried to convince him. So like it would be patronizing, to be honest. So for that, I need to give Steve Kerr credit. And I think it just bodes well for Clay himself because playing him 38 minutes a game wasn't doing was doing a disservice not just to him, I mean, not just to the team, but also to him because he d- just didn't have his legs then to hit shots when he needed to. So I don't think it's a bad thing that he's, I mean, I think he's realizing yeah. that it's not a bad thing to be a role player at this age. And if we can get him back for like 20 or 15 to 20 million as a role player, that's better than any role player in the league. I, I, I'll wager that. So uh, lots more. Uh, also, one last thing is, Sam, uh, I know you said no Niners talk, but last part you remember Kyle saying that it, it may be a blowout. And I said it's not going to be a blowout with Mahomes there. So, so I just wanted to remind you. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I think- I'll see you later. I'll Goodbye. see you later. Goodbye. We're not. We're not- I'm not doing that right now, my man. Goodbye. Maybe Tatiana, next week. What's up, man? Maybe next year. I wasn't going to be the one to troll because I did my trolling in the office because whole, I was going to get slandered for the entire week if Mahomes didn't save my ass. Like, but anyway, I think I think it doesn't really. I don't really care about the humanity part when it comes to Clay because if you don't really care about the humanity of Clay, if then you really just didn't watch the words for like the past 10 years and seeing him grow from like the clay ups and 
him trying to grow from like the playoff failures and then him getting 37 a quarter and him on like one ankle, by the way, because of J.R. Smith is a dumbass and just wrote, gave him a high ankle sprain in 2018. So if you don't understand the humanity, uh, then whatever, you just don't really care. And then we'll figure it out when you leave and bandwagon another team. But I just don't understand, like, why you try to say bench clay when all metrics say that when you bench clay, get, yeah, get him away yeah, from yeah, Steph yeah. and clay, yeah. Steph and Draymond, then it just doesn't work. Like, why are you just trying to put him, like, with non-shot creators with Looney and Sarich? I appreciate like, that. It just doesn't make point. sense. And I do think, um, Tasha, I appreciate you, by the way. Um, it's the biggest issue with uh, getting clay um going is this team doesn't have enough shooting i know they hit shots tonight but like when we get to the playoffs what's a lineup of steph pods wiggins kuminga and draymond gonna shoot that looks like four dudes who won't take a three in a playoff game <laughs> with oh, steph curry oh pause what wiggins come back nah, I hear you. I hear you. it's it's like and and it's not like they can't shoot but it's you know Clay's willing to put it up. I'll put it that way, and that matters. So it's, you know, just you got to – he does matter in that standpoint. Yeah, I do know Pod shot the ball better tonight, and he's getting there. No, well, you're, like, you're saying Clay's threat, though. Like, that that still yeah. is yeah, gravity. We talk about Steve's, Steph's gravity all the time, but Clay's gravity. I, I agree. I, I just – you know, I've been the guy that's kind of been saying Clay, you know, could use come off the bench, bench a little more. But, again, like – I'm talking about that when he's taking just terrible shots, um, especially in crunch time of games. But, you know, I also like I don't care if he starts or comes off the bench. That never mattered to me. You know, like I, I'm with you totally. It's more about like 25 minutes so yeah. he doesn't get his legs worn down. And you're probably throwing him out there in crunch time because you need the shooter anyway. So. Yeah. Yeah, the worn down stuff. I think we've never talked about with Clay ever, or we've at least we've never ta- we never thought about it because it's like Clay's always been thirty eight minutes a game. It's light, mm-hmm. it's easy, thirty eight minutes, two way, um, and that's just not. I mean, man, that's just not possible. I mean, Draymond, you know, same thing. He's got a knee issue going on, right, and and stuff is stuff. So that's where Kaminga and and Pods and and Wigs, you know, those guys can. I mean, damn, man, Pods playing like thirty plus minutes a game is crazy. You don't even look tired. Guy's in an insane shape. That's the guy where I just uh, whew, dude turns twenty one this month. I know, I know, he but better, still, he, still, yeah, 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 here, it's, it's insane. <laughs> He's playing so hard. He's playing so you. hard. I hear thirty you. minutes a game. What's up, man? Hello. What's Uh-oh. up? Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. All right, so I have two things real quick. I'll start off with the positive, and then the other one I want to ask y'all some. So I was watching the jazz broadcast because. I have league pass and not in the bear right now. So like I was watching it and it's funny because at the beginning they were kind of just doing, you know, the every broadcast seems a little biased, but then by the end, they're just like, how many times have we seen Steph and Clay do this? This is so amazing. Like they just turn into like fanboys, like especially <laughs> when Clay hit the one leg shot and it was just, it was just really nostalgic. It was good to hear. And it's just nice to hear that. Like when they, that, cause I guess, cause sometimes when I watch like the Blazers or the Rockets, they don't want to say nothing cause they salty as hell. Cause you know why? But like it's nice when like you get the real reaction where like just like in all of these players like you know what I'm saying like they they commentate the NBA every night and they're still like damn look at the splash bros, and then the thing that I was gonna say I don't want to be too negative but like I think we've been able to skate by but like for instance like we can't do this against the Clippers where we play starts and like he he's not making a shot because he's just a nothing when he's not making a shot and I get it that they try to but like at the end of the day like you know that he's like a minimum player and sometimes you need to sit him down. I think they need to do a better job of that, especially because TJD makes such an impact when he comes in. Yeah. I mean, a great call. I think we said it last episode, but Sarich is the guy who they, every year there's a guy that they play like 15 to 20% too much. Like you just like him if you played five less minutes. Uh, and this year it's Sarich, right? They might want to, Move him to a spades role. I don't know. 12 minutes tonight is like, yeah, you're right. I mean, it just it might be seven minutes too much. It's just first half, five minutes. Are you are you making your shot? Whatever, right? It's just the type of game. Are you cooking? Yeah. yeah. Is this the type of game for you? Do they have a lot of guards? Do they have a lot of guards pine on this type of game? Um, yeah. 
yeah, we'll go on the next one. I, I bitch a lot about the vet guys, um, bit vet men guys. So um, I think I'm good off this one. Ebony, what's up? Nothing much, man. I just uh, enjoying a good win, solid win. Uh, I guess my only question, I'm not going to repeat everything else, but my only question is, where do we land at the end of the regular season? Because I've been seeing that a lot. Like, how much do we believe in what's happening? I mean, JK was terrible in the first half. Like, why do you keep driving if they keep blocking your shot? But, like, for the most part, I I mean, yeah, I guess that's just my biggest question. Like, I could see this lasting long enough for them to make it to I want to say the seventh seed seven or eight if as long as Wiggins is Wiggins I'd say seven or eight but that's my biggest question I think they can get to six if you can promise me Draymond can play with this level of energy the rest of the way which is a very tough promise because you're asking a six, six dude to play center. Like it's a playoffs for 40 more or sorry, uh, 31 more games. So is Wiggins. So then my question, my follow-up is, is Wiggins and Draymond the only two factors or what are the other factors that play into them? Well, the thing this good, the problem with this team is that they have so many guys not named Steph Curry that aren't super superstars that everyone is the fa- everyone is the problem. Uh, it could be the problem, right? So it's like it's like they kind of need Wiggins and Clay to play well to go with Draymond not self combusting, and then you want Kaminga to also keep his his, his leap. Um, so it's like you kind of need all those guys there because they just don't have that second super superstar. Uh, one question that I have that's curious too is we haven't talked about this at all is what happens when Chris Paul's come back? Like what what happens then? I think leadership. <laughs> he takes he takes the the Iggy roll off the bench until the playoffs, and nice. then Pods gets benched, or not benched, but you know his his minutes go down to about twenty twenty five, more of like a burst of energy off the bench type of deal. But if if it's not that, and Pods is completely benched, then they might be cooked the first round. Yeah. I don't think. Unfortunately, I don't think they can do it without pods like the rest of the season. Like if they tried to bench him just because he's a rookie in the first round, then they might be a first round out. Yeah, the the Chris Paul Sarge lineups off the bench would will, will, will might be tough. But back to the uh to the where they end up. So they're four, yeah. they're tenth place, game and a half in front of the Jazz, uh, and four games behind the Suns, who are currently in sixth place. Right above the Suns are the Pelicans at in fifth, if I had to guess, the Pelicans would probably be the one that would fall if they're not. If the oh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not I buying was, the Pels either. If I, yeah. Right. Well, could they? If could they catch the Suns in like? I don't know. I guess like I'm. I'm thinking about. We like talked what about the it Suns on the schedule. Looks like like we talked about it in the last episode, and I really do think just looking at the West is shaking out. Forty eight wins is probably kind of like the low end of what you need to get that six seed. So what we're really talking about is like, can they go 22 and nine the rest of the way? Doable. But I, I to, to the point we were talking about, like I, I need to know that like Draymond's going to be locked in and healthy because they can't afford another, you know, two and five, seven game spell. Or like uh you know like a um you know they they go they go eight you know they go eight or nine games where they they only win one time like they can't mm. they don't have enough they don't have enough wiggle room to have another one of those going forward basically they need to like be consistent because you're gonna lose even when you're consistent a little bit but like if they're consistent they'll probably win twenty two out of thirty one. Well, last question. So a lot of talk about Clay coming off the bench. Take note smaller role or you know whatever that looks like maybe not coming off the bench but smaller role who gets those minutes in the playoffs if it's not clay going for 30 plus minutes all right y'all have a good one
Well, well, that well, that ain't Moses Moody. That's for damn sure. <laughs> that's, that's for damn sure. Uh, it's a lot of pods. Hopefully, it's not a lot of Chris Paul, but definitely a lot of pods. Yeah, I, I also. And I think it'll be. I think it'll be more Chris Paul than I want. Hey, for Clay, that will be really tough. Um, I do think they're going to ride with Clay if it is the postseason. I think part of. Part of playing 82 games in the regular season is that, dude, like Clay just shouldn't be playing 35 minutes anymore in the regular season. Yeah. But if he's playing like 28, then look how how gassed do you think he was against the Lakers last last postseason, right? Like I how- think it's I think it's tricky because adrenaline's real, but like you see it when he's shoot when he's short. Like so- his shots are short, right? Like yeah. it, he's just it, Clay's never gonna be like, I'm tired, coach. Take me out. No, he he'd rather be out there for 40 minutes dog. shooting, yeah. shooting like two for 35. Because that's all that's all he knows. And that's okay. Um, yeah, no, they really do need to manage him like uh the Spurs did Manu Ginobili, you know? Like Manu, uh I always thought Manu should have played more because he's so fucking good, right? But like a lot of the reason they played him in the role they did was they're just like Man, I don't I don't know if your knees can handle 35 minutes again. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> we'll save that for game six and game seven. Yeah, that, and that's... honestly, the Warriors did that with, with Iggy forever, right? Yeah. Like it's not like Andre wasn't one of the best players on the team. It was like, how do we manage your body so that you're peaking when we need you? They they've done it with Steph his whole career, pretty much ever since Steve Kerr was been here. Like Steph has never been over thirty four minutes in the regular season. I mean, I, I we all bitch and moan about, hey, 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 close the quarter, you know, come in earlier in the fourth and all that stuff. And I'm I'm the number one guy that does it. Um, but they are very much a hey, thirty four minutes in the regular season. They will never go to 38, 39, 40. Um, and you see a lot of these other guys do, but you know, Steph is smaller and Steph actually tries to play defense, right? Like that's not what a lot of these superstars do. So he gets worn down a little faster. And Clay definitely tries to play defense. He plays defense very hard. Very hard. Even though he's not as good as anymore on defense, he plays defense very hard. Honest basketball. Absolutely honest basketball. Right on, What's guys. What's up, Walters? It's been a minute. Yo, how's it going? We, we, Another great win. We're on a roll here. We miss awesome. We miss you calling in. Oh, well, you know, I had to – I was suspended like Dre, so, you know. <laughs> I was fighting Andy in the background and put me on hiatus. No, um, <laughs> no I, I I like the standings talk we had. I I mean, when you look at it, it, it seems like there's a lot of teams that are very catchable. And I think the big one to remember is we did miss a few of those games because of the unfortunate um, passing away of um, uh, Deja. And in, and if you look at losses, we're only three losses behind Phoenix. Look at losses. Losses is the most important thing because we can make up wins because we have a different amount of games we're playing. That's but if point. we only three losses around, that uh, uh, an extended, unexpected winning streak because we get lucky in a few games that we haven't gotten lucky in makes up those three games. And then we're right there in that five range. If we can sustain what's going on right now. Oh, my God, there's noise going on in the background. That's hilarious. Um, but, you know, um, yeah, I mean, if, if Dre is for real and not, you know, go, going all crazy, then, you know, it really is. It really is that simple, right? Like, are we gonna get an engaged Draymond, and then just downstream from that engaged Wiggins and everyone acting like professionals the rest of the way, or are they gonna be like, all right, we're back in the play, and we're gonna just trick away some games because I'm bored in March, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's one. Of, it's one of those things where like you just don't really know what's going on. And yeah, I hear that too. Um, we'll find <laughs> out what's going on with that in a second. But um, you know, video games are fun. But anyways, um, you know, it's 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 crazy. It's crazy that like that's what we're dependent on is like Dre coming in here and being like, hey, you know, like what's going on here? <laughs> you know, like what. Oh, hey, uh, I, I decided to lock in a couple months early. It's not playoffs yet. I've locked in now. You know, like when Dre locks in, he's showing why he's a Hall of Famer, right? Why Why is he elite? Because he turns a guy from Andrew Wiggins into being like what Andy was saying earlier in the pod of like, hmm. 
okay, what's up with his career too? Like being a borderline, like very valuable, like all-star level person. That's the effect Draymond can have on someone when he is locked in and he's not busy on his own agenda or on a high horse somewhere or just completely unhinged out of his mind. I mean, for all I know, he's, you know, going to get whatever's supposed to be going on to the person I have in the background there, get some proper meds and, you know, you know, maybe he's all ready to go. And that that's what you need. And, you know, when you don't have that, you have what's going on in the background here. Um, and that's what we can't really have going on with Dre. And that's where I'm hopeful that like that he's turned it around, right. That like he has that going and then hopefully that Chris Paul can <laughs> break that up. Right. Cause we have the, all this good momentum going and we bring back his, his slowing down in the game. I just worry that that's going to have an effect, but you know, maybe it's just a blip and maybe they'll just like sit him and be like, Hey, that wasn't working. Sit. Um, I'd hope Kerr would do that. I'm not confident, but I'd hope so. Yeah. Mick Walters, appreciate you calling in. Have a great evening, sir. Good luck with the parrot in the background. Good luck with the parrot is crazy. Jerome Point oh. is funny. Yeah, I mean, I think we should end it there. Good times. Guys, we'll be back. We'll be back at the end of the first half of the season. Appreciate everyone. Have a great evening. Mm-hmm.